This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest professors to your fingertips with more than 500 courses on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more. The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming or DVD and CD. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only... The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including the decisive battles of world history. For this limited time 80% offer, go to thegreatcourses.com slash WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com slash WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. It is the tweet that launched a thousand comments, quote, Winning GOP message against anarchy and chaos at home and abroad. Cheney Giuliani 2016, probably too much to hope for, but if not them, who? That is the tweet from Bill Crystal. Bill, welcome back. So glad to have you. Hey, Michael. I hadn't realized it had launched a million ships or comments or outrages, but I'm, I'm glad that people slightly brought My understanding is that uh, Mr. Cheney and Mr. Giuliani are already planning to meet, and uh, they are working together on the campaign team. To know that. <laughs> You're not supposed to know that, Michael. I, have to, I mean, they'd be very distressed. The secret meeting is happening this afternoon, but I, I'm not supposed to really talk about it. I would, I would pay a hundred dollars to watch an hour of MSNBC if the Cheney Giuliani ticket were to no, well, we should just, I mean, I, it's happening. I'm going to say it right here on, on on the air that you know people need to do a little reporting, track where where is Dick Cheney, where is Rudy Giuliani? Isn't it mysterious that we we haven't heard an update on their ah, whereabouts in the last 24 well, hours? You know. Well, I would ask, where is Hillary Clinton when it comes to the issue of uh, Baltimore and the violence we've seen in the past 12 months in our streets and also the issue of uh, law enforcement reform? But President Obama has spoken out and he said very clearly that the people who were looting were thugs and criminals. He also said very clearly that he thinks that there is a policing problem. Is isn't that the right political response? In other words, doesn't don't the Democrats have this in hand? Well, but, I mean, if there's a problem, President Obama's been president for six years. Uh, Maryland has been governed, not now, actually, but for by Democrats for an awful long time. Baltimore, right. obviously, totally Democratic city. So if policing needs to be changed, I'm not averse to some changes, obviously. Um, shouldn't the state legislature have been on this case for quite a while? And, A, and B, it, it just isn't an excuse, obviously, for the kind of rioting we've seen. You could be for law and order and be for some policing reforms. I do think this kind of mass attack on what Hillary Clinton called last night mass incarceration, and so this political attack on that is ill-guided, both as a policy matter. I mean, it's one thing to say maybe some people are in jail who shouldn't be, and, and the cops need a little more restraint, obviously, in certain areas, but we, crime has been getting, reducing crime has been a huge success story in public policy in this country, one of our, maybe one of the few over the last 20 years. It's made a lot of cities livable again, and, and led to a huge amount of economic development, jobs, including jobs for, for poor people, for minorities, look at New York, look at Washington here, um, and and then to, I, I think just the matter of public policy, the liberal slash libertarian notion that we're supposed to release an awful lot of people from jail, the whole war on crimes and misguided is, is just wrong as a matter of policy, and I've got to say as a matter of politics, I think sort of suicidal for the Democrats to go down that road. Uh, and there is uh, some concern. I know some people are upset with you, Bill, because you even mentioned the idea that there's a political aspect to the rioting we've seen in Ferguson and uh, Baltimore and elsewhere. Uh, is uh, you know is this a legitimate 
political issue or is this uh, evil Republican politics? Well, for for me to ever denounce evil Republican politics, <laughs> and, uh, I, I tend to embrace that kind of uh, that kind of uh, phrase. But look, I mean, law and order is kind of a legitimate expectation of citizens of their government. And mm-hmm. for police, I'm not even going to second guess the, the chief of police in terms of the tactical decisions he made in the heat of the, the night a couple of nights ago in terms of telling them to step back. But people are this is anything people are entitled to. Usually, it's police protection when mobs try to destroy their businesses or threaten them personally. And it's therefore ridiculous to say this is a political issue. It's a core public policy issue. Now, I think, as I've said, and you, I think, have been more further along on this than I. We probably have some differences even. You know, there are legitimate policing reforms and people need to step up and say, what should they be and what kind of incarceration uh, changes do you want? What kind of changes do you want in the legal system at the federal and it's mostly really state level, actually? Right. Uh, the huge percentage of prisoners in jail are state prisoners, et cetera. So, uh, fine, let's make those, but also let's not shirk our responsibility as government to provide the most basic thing a government provides, which is security and and law and order. I would be more impressed with the uh, people who are demanding uh, more spending in Baltimore if it were if they would allow the people who get that spending to choose, for example, the school that they want to use it for their kids. But to simultaneously say you're not doing enough. And by the way, I'm going to keep these kids trapped in crappy public schools uh, completely undermines their argument. I totally agree. And, you know, if a Rudy Giuliani, people make fun of me with that. I mean, I was obviously teasing with the Cheney Giuliani quote, <laughs> but really, what was Giuliani about? He was about law and order. He was also about trying to push, he had less success in this, unfortunately, education reform, trying to push other reforms to get people off welfare and onto work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone knew how to strengthen the, the role and create more fathers in these fatherless families, that would obviously be important, but that's probably beyond public policy, though it's worth saying that that's an important aspect of the crisis in the inner cities. I, I think a Republican or a Democrat, I mean, Bill Clinton, what's striking is Hillary Clinton is so far from Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton spoke about all these things, incidentally, in 93, 94. He was mm-hmm. tough on 92 as a candidate. He was tough on crime. He was for the strengthening of the family, uh, but he was also for some education reform. Democrats have totally abandoned that. I think they're totally on the left. But there's a huge gap for a Republican now to fill with that kind of conservative reform message. And that, that, I don't know, so far, I guess some of them have aspects of it, but I wouldn't say any one person has really stepped out on right. this yet. And you mentioned in your tweet, not just at home, but abroad, and I can't let you go without asking about the fiasco where an Iranian warship seizes a ship flying you know, under our American protection. And I know the story is convoluted and what waters what is in, blah, blah, blah. But what we know at our heart, Bill, is that no matter what that Iranian, the Iranian government did to that ship, this administration wasn't going to react. And that's what people in the Middle East know, and that's the important thing. These things are symbolic and it's complicated. It's not the end of the world. It's one ship. It'll get on its way, presumably. But uh, if you're sitting in a neighboring country, you see that and you think, we know who the bully is in this area and who the guy who's bending over backwards not to do anything is, and they will act accordingly. And we're going to have a nuclear arms race in the Middle East if we don't a reverse course very soon that's going to really make the world just just amazingly more dangerous. You know, it's going to finally take the Iranians seizing the love boat and affording and forcing Ricardo Montalban to clean pots and pans in an Iranian prison before someone does something, Bill. I'm afraid that's where we are. Uh, you know, that's an interesting idea. The image is somewhat <laughs> mind-boggling, but uh, I take your point. No, I mean, it's it, this administration seems to have an amazing capacity, though, to to uh, avoid standing up for American interests, for, for world interests, for global interests, really. Um, bullies are getting away with bullying and at home and abroad, honestly, and that's a very bad situation. Yeah, I'm notorious for the one last question that's another last question, but you also tweeted about 
the fact that Camden Yard is going to host a humiliating yeah. moment for America, a country that cannot maintain, maintain enough order to have people go to a baseball game. No, I, I, I was really, and uh, I just had talked to someone who had the exact same reaction as I did. I'm glad you do too. I actually think this is appalling. I mean, it's much worse than just postponing another game, the game and replaying it a couple of months, or even moving it actually to Washington and let people have an honor the tickets so the people who bought right. tickets for Baltimore to play a game in an empty stadium. What what kind of signal is that? I find it just personally, as you say, humiliating and, and really a terrible decision. And um, I hope a lot of other people protest, and maybe this will be happen only once every 140 years, and isn't a sign of the decline of America and the decline of Western civilization. Well, ask any uh, Braves fan; they'll tell you if you want a game in an empty studio uh, uh, stadium, just have it here, and it won't be a problem in Atlanta. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Hey, thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.